now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're here every week to talk about your home. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for tips on seasonal maintenance or smart upgrades for your home, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show sponsors, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, the home inspector from Inspect Tech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills, and estates, corporate, and personal injury needs. These are amazing local professionals and great resources. We'd love to hear from you. If you're looking for advice, please do make sure to call the team members here at The Whole Home Show. They'd love to help. I've been selling real estate in Greater Victoria for over 28 years now. I'm a rare born and raised Victorian who's never left here. I love our town, and I'm a huge community supporter. In my time, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their goals and dreams in real estate, and I'd be happy to help you too. My hosting job here at CFAX is my fun job, but my real job is helping people like you. So please get in touch with me if you're looking for help for a long-standing professional and top-producing real estate agent. You can find me on the CFAX website or through my team, the Prime Real Estate Team, which is primeteam.ca. That's www.primeteam.ca. I've had the pleasure of interviewing many of the region's politicians and civic leaders in my time here. Today, I'm thrilled to have the mayor of Saanich, Fred Haynes. We'll be talking about what's happening in Victoria's largest municipality, including development, parklands, park lands, and what the future holds. It'll be an amazing conversation. Let's start our show with our usual weekly listener question. Uh, if you have a curiosity about real estate or have an experience that you want to share with us, give us a call. Our hotline is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or go to cfax1070.com, look for our show, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, and we'll discuss it on the air. I received an email this week from Dylan, and Dylan says... <clears throat> I'm looking at houses and have a bank pre-approval. How should I set my maximum price range when shopping? I presume sellers negotiate, so how much above my limit can I be looking? Great question, Dylan. Uh, we get that quite often. So uh, um, I guess what you're asking is, how much above your limit can you be shopping at? This is a tricky question because... This really is dependent on the market, market conditions, and also what area and segment you're looking at. Uh, and the reason is this. Everybody likes a deal. Everybody likes to get a discount. You hope that you're able to negotiate a price off of the seller's ask price. This may not happen, though. I mean, we're still in a pretty uh, strong market where there is low inventory uh, and there is a lot of demand out there. If you're looking in certain segments, so basically starter homes, say up to $800,000, chances are you're going to be fighting. So there are still multiple offers, bidding wars. Uh, prices are going upwards. Not as crazy as they were before, but they are going strong. What that means is you cannot add that buffer because let's say, for instance, you have a budget of $800,000. If you start looking at homes that are eight fifty, dollars with the hope that you'd be able to negotiate downwards, you will be dis disappointed in what I was just describing in a market segment where there's a lot of activity. Now, if uh, every once in a while, sellers are wrong about their price. Uh, maybe somebody has an $800,000 house and they listed it at eight fifty. dollars Chances are it will be si sitting stagnant on the market after two months, three months. Uh, that is one of the perils of overpricing. We've discussed this on the show many times before. So 
You might want to look at houses that are slightly above your price point, but only look at things that have been on the market for a long time. You see, anything that's hot, a brand new listing, something's been on for a week, two weeks, three weeks, you're not going to have the benefit of getting much off the ask price, if any. Uh, and again, the other thing, too, is depends on location or area. Your agent will be able to tell you what areas are fast-moving and what areas aren't. That's the reason why we're here, of course, is to give you direction like that. Um, but, you know, I guess the thing I want to leave you with, Dylan, is buy within your price range. Uh, most people that we deal with, if they're uh, um, approved up to $800,000, they are not spending that much. They want to spend $700,000, $750,000. Make sure that you're not uh, house-rich and cash-poor, as they call it. Thanks for emailing in, Dylan. If anyone else has a question, just give us a call, 250-414-6540, 250-414-6540. And now we have a tip from one of our show sponsors. Carrie Augustini is the insurance manager at Island Savings. Hey, Carrie, how are you? Very well, thanks. How about yourself? Uh, things are going great. So uh, what's going on out there in the world of insurance? What do you have for a tip for our listeners this week? Oh, sure. Well, um, what I'd like to um, suggest for everyone is when you're out there doing your uh, cleaning, there's a few things that you can be looking at. Um, when you're washing your windows, check your, your sills, check the seals, check for any mold. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that you clean that up. And if there, you can see the cause, um, have that fixed because mold is not something that's covered underneath your insurance uh, policy. Oh, we've never talked about that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, check your screens. Um, check the seals and the flaps that you have on the bottom of the doors. Uh, you don't want insects coming in. Again, something that's not covered under insurance. So uh, good to uh, take a look and um, make sure that you keep those pesky little creatures from coming into your home. Check the roof. Check your attic. Um, again, look for any, any mice that might be coming in, um, any insects, any type of um, animals, because you want to take care of that and make sure that um, there's no, no problems there. You don't, you don't want to end up well, in a situation. Well, let's ask that question then. If, mm-hmm. if, if someone hasn't been maintaining their house and has let you know uh, rodents or whatever come into the house, the rodents come in and do some damage, yeah. what's the insurance angle on that? Most of the insurance companies will decline the coverage. Because, and presuming it's because the owner didn't do their maintenance That's and upkeep right. to make sure yeah. that it wasn't done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, something else to think about, your dryer vent. You know, if you're looking at doing a lot of um, <laughs> cleaning, which we're all doing right now, yeah. um, have that dryer vent cleaned out. Uh, even though you might change the lint in your dryer um, tray in there, um, you definitely want to have the dryers, uh, the actual vents cleaned out properly by a professional. There's definitely uh, a lot of times that uh, dryer vents actually cause fires in homes. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a reminder, the lint filter doesn't catch everything. That's right. Yeah, so we've had people who haven't had their dryer duct cleaned out for like 10 years, and of course oh this is goodness. a potentially combustible area, Definitely. right? All you have to do is look at outside where the dryer vent is uh, venting, and you'll see what's just coming through there. So imagine what's lining up along the vent. Yeah, oh, yeah. what you mean, of course, is when you look on the outside of the house, yes. some, sometimes you go to a house and there's like a, <laughs> there's, there's like a whole bunch of lint and dust on the outside of the house, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. For sure. Um, another thing to check, check your smoke alarms, your carbon monoxide alarms, test them, uh, change the batteries if needed. If you don't have a carbon monoxide alarm, it is really good uh, to get one. Yeah, and these things often, measure. they often have kind of expiry dates too, right? Yes, they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, and then the other thing, too, to think about are renovations. Um, you know, right now you might be thinking of uh, adding a deck or making some changes in the house, um, you know, upgrading your cabinets in your kitchen or flooring, whatever it is that you might be thinking now is a good time to be doing that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, but do make sure that you call the insurance uh, broker and let them know that you're going to be doing that because that is required. Okay, so actually let's just talk about that a little bit more. Yes. The reason why you'd want to do that is uh, in case, for instance, something happens, some damage happens yes. during the construction process, right? That is correct, because if something does happen during the construction process yeah. and there is a claim, if the insurance broker and the insurance company have not been notified, you can be declined coverage and, and they won't cover you. Wow. Again, you know, thanks for these tips, Carrie. You know, it's a reminder to everyone. It's not just an assumption that insurance will cover everything. you got to make no. sure that, that you're, you're following your policy to the letter, right? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yep. And if anyone needs to reach you for uh, that sort of advice, how can they do that? Sure. Um, happily, uh, just call 250-386-6343, and you can talk to any of our team members. Mm-hmm. Again, that number is 250-386-6343. And, of course, anyone can pop into uh, a few of the Island Savings branches, yes. like uh, the Jubilee and Mayfair. Yes, Mayfair, right? yes, uh, by appointment at West Shore. For sure. We would love to see you. Great. Well, thanks, uh, Carrie. Uh, That's our tip for the week. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back in just a moment with Sandwich Mayor Fred Haynes. Back in a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Thrilled to have our guest in the studio today. He is the mayor of Saanich, Fred Haynes. Fred, thanks for coming. Tony, thanks for inviting me, and Tony, thank you for your interest in Saanich. Well, all, well, how could I not be? You exactly. know, Sandwich is the largest municipality in the most beautiful town in Canada. Uh, I was born and raised here. I was born and raised in Sandwich, Sandwich resident, um, and uh, of course, uh, you know, so much history uh, here. And um, of course, you were elected mayor. It was uh, October twentieth, uh, two thousand eighteen. Yes, with close to fifty percent of the vote. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, of course, you've been in the seat now for some time. And yes. before that, you were uh, elected as a councillor in twenty fourteen. Correct. Correct. One term on council, and yeah. then uh, elected to mayor. And so it's so, a privilege to serve. Yeah. And, and, of course, you know, looking at your bio, you've got so much committee uh, um, committee and community work. I'm curious, what brought you to want to become a counselor uh, just before 2014? That's an interesting question. It was an organic process. Um, arriving here some 17 years ago, got uh, involved with um, volunteering with several um, groups in the community, the Prospect Lake Community Association. Of uh, the Prospect Lake Preservation Society, um, the Saanich Legacy Foundation. Um, and then as I worked with those groups, I became chair of the Saanich Community Association Network, which really gives a view on all the fabulous uh, locations in this municipality of Saanich, which is the eighth largest in BC and the largest on the island with 115,000 people. But importantly, 16 or so very distinct neighborhoods from Cordova Bay, Cabra Bay, Prospect Lake, the rural part of Saanich, the urban park, Gorge Tillicum, Quadracida Hill. Yeah. These are an amazing collective of of, municip- of of areas in the municipality. You know, it's, it, it already is an amalgamated or amalgamation collection of some wonderful, some some f- f- wonderful locations in Saanich. Yeah, it's, and it's a reminder for for anyone who hasn't spent a lot of time in Saanich. There there is a mix. Like there there are there are different atmospheres. That's yes, right. Uh, Very different. 
Yeah. Yeah. And same for Victoria and same for Oak Bay. And incidentally, and we may get to this later, that's one of the uh, reasons why there's a lot of interest from the film industry in maybe having a studio here and doing some more um, uh, work here based out of a studio because we have such high appeal. Our region, uh, along with... Um, as you know, uh, Royal Road University, uh, the Marvel movies, it appears as Boston, yes. X, yeah, X-Men. We, we have so many different, we have beaches, we have forest, we have woods, we have the campus. We have so many venues here that are actual great backdrops for movies, and there's a heightened interest, as we know. Well, in, this. in fact, you, uh, you were in the news back in January talking about how Vancouver has film studio and all this uh, economy that comes into Correct. the region. Correct. Uh, and it's also massive. And Kelowna BC, has one or something? Yeah, or? the BC economy is about $3.4 billion. That's a billion dollars. I'm not misstating that as Brazilian. I'm not mixing them <laughs> up. It's a billion dollars. And we get a fraction of that. Last year, we had a good year. We had uh, $25 million. But the impediment has been uh, having a home-based or land-based uh, studio right here. Because as you know, uh, right now, we, they have to take their equipment to and fro from the, the, the from the mainland. Yeah. And we get a fraction of that business. Um, for 20 years, we've been uh, the industry has been looking for this. So it's a delight to see that a number of stakeholders coming forward, where it's going to go exactly, where it's going to land. We're not quite sure, but we, we're optimistic of some good news soon. Yeah, so it would be, it would be great to have a studio here be fantastic can you imagine yeah and uh it comes with um economic benefits it comes with cultural benefits um the the job opportunity and the creative side maybe a digital studio yeah. but you know the set work uh, looking after uh the artist's community for hair and food and and set production it's a massive opportunity fantastic fantastic i uh, know you mentioned you uh you came 17 years before where were you before i didn't i lived just... in george well, um i lived in georgetown ontario okay. for a while before that i lived in japan for several years yeah, and that's speaking of which, you are a black belt. Correct. Yes, yeah. so eighth degree black belt in your Shinkan Aikido. All yes. right. So not yeah. only can you represent Sanich, you can defend it as well too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the job of a mayor is interesting, and yeah. certainly we swore an oath to protect the interest of Saanich, and that uh, resonates through all the work. And this is, uh, as you know, in the election, um, I was delighted to be elected, but we have the most remarkable council. You, know, you do, we, and actually a, the mix is quite something because it's remarkable. you have uh, established uh, um, uh, councillors. You also have a couple of very uh, young uh, councillors bringing the youth Correct. Uh, we have Ned Taylor in at 19, Zach DeVries at 23, yeah. um, Rebecca Mercer-Rose new, um, uh, Natalie Chambers is new, and then there's myself as mayor with Colin Plant, first-time yes. councillor, second elected to his second term, and then some uh, Karen Harper, which is new on council. She was elected in the by-election where Correct. we sadly lost Councillor Derman. Mm. And then, of course, we have um, excellent skill sets in Councillor Bryce, and uh, Councillor Brownoff, who are just veterans. So the mix is an amazing dynamic. And it's interesting to see, for example, tonight, um, we have a number of notices of motions coming forward from the individual councillors. So sometimes it's one councillor, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three or four councillors forming a caucus to bring forward new ideas. Mm -hmm. And there's a feeling that this is the way to go for Sanich. It's like Sanich flexing, Sanich rising, yeah. Sanich re redefining itself in, 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 in grappling with the housing crisis. Uh, the climate change emergency, uh, the sexual assault centre, which we are keen to support mm -hmm. on so many levels. Uh, we're uh, about to hear an announcement today, which we will hear later, from Minister Baird, who's going to continue to support our high-performance sport at the Sandwich Commonwealth oh, Place. Oh, oh, oh. This all resonates to the work that this council's taken on in the background. 
And uh, they're working hard and they're remarkably bright, insightful, connected, bringing forward the wishes of demographics, new demographics for housing as an example. Yeah. We have a mayor's, um, uh, we have a, a mayor and council report coming today about um, a housing forum on May the 4th to invite a broad-based uh, review and input to have a conversation on housing. What is the future of housing in Saanich? And I know that this, of course, is the Tony Joe show about housing. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, I mean, housing is a very, uh, it's a hot button in conversation in the region here. But since Saanich sure. is the largest municipality, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of, um, you've got a lot of responsibility we do. in that area. We do. 115,000 people. We're the largest landmass, one third of the population here. Yeah. But I would like just to mention, as we're at this point in the show on housing, uh, as we know, we've just um, realized that, very sad passing of Mayor Neil Jensen. Yes, Neil Jensen, okay, um, a remarkable man, a remarkable member of the community, and someone I worked with in my first term on council. And here's one little vignette that some people may not know. Um, in Saanich now, University of Victoria is bringing forward uh, an application to build um, 750 new housing units. Mm-hmm. Niels and I used to sit down and talk because Oak Bay and Vic- Saanich share you share, oh, you share, yeah. share that campus. And we are you know, optimistic of 2,000 units moving forward. It, this is the first piece of it. But this um, unfolded back uh, in 2016 at the Union of British Columbia meeting when uh, Niels and I worked to get... Uh, um, an emergent resolution to the floor. It was unanimously supported by the mayors and councillors attending from across BC to ask the province to find ways to allow campuses across BC bring forward more student housing. And it was a finance piece, a financial piece that was missing. So uh, it was adopted unanimously. It went on to uh, the Premier's desk, uh, the, uh, the then Premier, on the new Premier. Of course, uh, Minister Fleming, Rob Fleming. And Education. Uh, Educational right. Minister yeah. and Andrew Weaver were all on board. But some of the background work was... Um, quarterbacked by Niels. Yeah. So this housing that's coming forward to UVic in part reflects his foresight and dedication. Yeah, he, uh, he will be missed. Longtime uh, councillor at Oak Bay and also mayor uh, for a few terms. Uh, and a friend of mine too. Yes. I had a coffee with him not, uh, not long ago. Uh, that is amazing news because, of course, one of the uh, pressures that happens around the university is uh, the need for housing. And we Correct. see that on the real estate side where yeah. there is always a push uh, just before the school season starts. And that has an effect on affordability and, and the rest of the surrounding Correct. neighborhood there. Right? Correct. I mean, w- uh, it, it's a fabulous thing to have a campus like UVic. 24,000. Yeah, 24,000 students. But the economic impact is huge. Um, along with uh, Camosun College, of course, uh, the two campuses on Interurban and Lansdowne, and uh, Royal Roads. But with UVic, we have about 22,000 students looking for accommodation at large. If we could pull some of those onto campus, that gives the students a better life, and it opens up uh, residential capacity in the neighborhoods. Well, uh, listen, Mayor uh, Fred, hold that thought for a moment. We need to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to pick up this conversation. Uh, We're here having a conversation with the Mayor of Saanich, Fred Haynes. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week in part by our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspectech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group, 
for your real estate wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. These are amazing local professionals with great resources who would love to hear from you. If you're looking for advice, please do make sure to call them. These are the team members here at the Whole Home Show. They'd love to help. I've been having a conversation with the mayor of Saanich, Fred Haynes, uh, all about what's happening in Saanich. Just before the break, we were having a conversation about uh, student housing at the campus of the University of Victoria. Again, thanks for coming, uh, Mayor Fred. Oh, pleasure to be here, Tony. And uh, once again, thank you for your interest in Saanich, perhaps the, the greatest place to live in all of BC. Yes, indeed. Yes. And again, like I said, I, I am a Saanich, Saanich born and raised. Although yep. we say Victoria, you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Sanish definitely was my postal code for years. Uh, we talked about uh, UVic and uh, UVic housing. Th- this is a big deal because it's been some time since uh, housing has been added to the uh, the county. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, uh, so just out of curiosity, like, what has been? What's been the delay? Like, um, well, the big delay was the financing piece. The university has the land, they had the will, but they couldn't uh, access the financing piece. But the uh, the incoming government, the NDP government, put up uh, $450 million to uh, better enable campuses across BC to bring forward on-campus housing. And UVic were well organized and to get in their application to bring forward what's going to be 750 or so new units, um, replacing and taking out about 120 or so. So a gain of about 620 new units. It should be in two towers is the proposal. One's 11 floors, one's eight floors. Um, It's going to include um, a cafeteria and eatery, which is a, a uh, uh, going to allow students to stay on campus, yeah. not having to run off campus. So it will have some uh, benefits for uh, car use and transportation use um, to give a better on-campus life. But from the Saanich perspective on our housing, as we know, um, there's a housing crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a crisis, you try to take action. Yes. So we're really pleased that UVic is uh, doing this. And what I'm hoping as mayor, and I hope and I believe council feels the same way, that um, before this term is out, we'll be able to go onto UVic campus and see these new residential units. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, as we're talking, as we're on the topic of affordability, uh, again, we all know Victoria, uh, beautiful location. We have net migration, people coming into the region, not a lot of people or, or fewer people leaving. So we are bursting at the seams because, of course, we don't. We have no expansion space. Correct. Sanish is an established area. Surrounded by water is a problem. You <laughs> Can't expand out. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not going to be able to start taking mountain tops and putting them into bays, as we see in some cities around the world. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're going to keep our bays beautiful yeah. and pristine, right? So uh, where we go is up. Where we go is up. We have to preserve and protect the urban containment boundary, yeah. and I think this particular council is um, very aware of that in, um, uh, imperative. Um, the, the way we protect our rural lands is keep them rural. The way we re- protect our agricultural lands is keep them agricultural. So therefore, to absorb the uh, need for new housing, we need to densify in our current corridors, centres and villages, and our OCP, our official community plan, and our local area plans talk to that. On May the 4th, we're planning to host a forum of uh, all stakeholders to have a conversation around what does new housing look like in Saanich? Okay. Where can it go? And who is looking for housing? Mm-hmm. Um, we want to hear from renters. We want to hear from young families who are renting. We want to hear from seniors and others who are looking to downsize. And how do we create vibrant, active communities that allow people to live, work, and play in Saanich? What we do here in a community where we have a very um, uh, uh, excellent uh, workforce, 
where our uh, job vacancy rate is the lowest in Canada. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. We have excellent employment rate here. Yeah. But the, one of the problems is, is that the employees are having to travel in from outside. Because they can't afford to They live can't afford. Not only, it's not only can't afford, there are no houses. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's accessible housing. I think you've seen in the real estate market the scramble when a, 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 an attractive place comes up, whether it's multiple a condo, offers. multiple offers, yeah. and the despair of people having to travel in um, and lose an hour and a half, an hour... Well, a day, and, uh, so a big, each way. A big part that, uh, of this that we've discussed uh, here, even when uh, Andrew Weaver was here uh, some time ago, was the conversation about supply. Correct. It's uh, a supply issue. Yeah. And so if Sanish is going to step up and address this housing crisis, we have to understand where the community want to see housing. Mm -hmm. And we have the urban containment boundary, we have the official community plan. Um, but um, what we need is to get a bit of understanding. When we see people in the council chamber looking at a new development, sometimes people say, I'm not against housing, I'm for housing, I understand the need for housing but not here. It needs to be somewhere else. The question is, Tony, where? Where, yes. where is that somewhere else? Yeah. So this first forum is to have a bit of a discussion around where is that somewhere else? And we're inviting, as I said, a very broad group of people. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we, we've been working for six weeks and uh, our working shops with uh, um, uh, four councillors, myself, Councillor Bryce, uh, Councillor Mercer, so Councillor DeVries, as a sort of a working group yeah. with some uh, industry people, Kathy Hogan from Urban Development, course, UDI, uh, UDI. Yeah. okay, uh, the uh, representatives from SCAN, Sandwich Community Association Network, have come up with this forum to have a conversation on how does that aspiration for housing in Sandwich look. Amazing. And of course, I, I'm guessing the results of this forum will end up being posted somewhere. Yes, they'll be posted and they'll help inform Sanich and staff and, yeah. and maybe some of the findings will come out into the strategic plan for future workshops. Um, when we look at uh, the landscape of all housing, as you probably know, there's a lot of attention on affordable, uh, supported housing. Yes. Um, we have the Coalition to End Homelessness. Mm -hmm. We have $90 million in the bank to address homelessness. And we're delighted in Sandwich that we have the Nigel Valley Plan coming oh, forward, yes, of course. which is seven stakeholders from yeah. Broadmead Lodge, the BC Housing Corp. Um, and we're bringing forward 850 units of housing, yes. the vast majority of which are assisted and supported. That, so that's I've seen big, this. This yes. is amazing. So our listeners should know the Nigel Valley uh, site is uh, up by... Uptown. Yeah, uptown. So right. across from the Savon Foods. That's right. Um, Just by Sandwich Hall. Right by the Sandwich Hall. Just by Sandwich Hall. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a fabulous... Um, uh, 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 the development is going to roll forward. There are seven different pieces to it. Each of these pieces come to council and come to the community for review. But in principle, um, it's going forward. The, the funding is there. Yeah. That's very exciting. The other piece, as you know, is the University Heights. Ah, yes. There's a proposal there that's gone back and forth. Yeah. Uh, we've seen some uh, more recent um, drafts on that. That'll be coming. It could be as many as you know, 350, 360, or 500 new rental units. And that application is all rental. Just imagine what that would do to provide new housing. I've seen some early drafts as yet to come to council, but rental units, Tony, with daycare right there. Yeah. So there you are with your family. You wake up. You don't have to travel somewhere else to drop your child off. Then go to work. You can just go to a very appealing place in the same complex, yeah. put your ch children in safe, approved daycare, and go to work and live, work, and play in Saanich. Yeah, you know, I, I often I often mention that Yale Town does this well in yes. Vancouver, where yeah, yeah. Pe where people literally, I mean, they can walk. The schools are nearby, parks are nearby, uh, daycare. That's that's fantastic. Well, on parks, as you know, we have 176 parks, 
and uh, Saanich is well supplied in parks and we have a, a dream that um, any new development will have a park within a few minutes walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our big parks that we know, uh, well there's many parks in Saanich. As you know, Saanich has made a move to purchase the BC Hydro lands on Kings Road. Yeah. That is yet to land in full uh, ownership. There's some due diligence being done and terms being cleared, but we're optimistic about landing that. And that was a unique thing, Tony, because the community stood up and said, they're so motivated to have that park, they're willing to pay half the cost of its acquisition, which is 2.75 million. Yeah, so this is the park that uh, uh, goes between Kings Road and Haltane by Correct. the Jubilee Hospital. Correct. Um, sizable property, beautiful yes. property. Yes. Five and a half acres. Yeah, but just um, because there's been sort of a, it's been up in the air, you know, what's going to happen there, right? Correct, yeah. So for 70 years or so, it's been used as a park. It's been held by the BC Hydro as a possible um, site for other uses. About 20 years ago, Jubilee Hospital was talking about having it as a parking lot. That's parking lot. I know, mortified the neighborhood. They rose up with help from Oak Bay, from Victoria and others and preserved the land at that time. Now, what some people may not realize is that that park is also home to the Balker Creek. It's underneath. It's uh, Yes, it's open. It's daylighted through okay. there. Okay. So there's a 100-year plan to daylight the Balker Creek. And that Balker Creek s- extends down past the Jubilee Hospital into Oak Bay. So the story that I've heard now from the residents, and uh, Rebecca Sterrett is one of the community of leaders. Yeah. She was going to join us today, so I, yeah. I, I, I'll leave her story to her. But what I'm hearing is that they've now been embracing the Balker Creek such that if they can... Um, do additional work over and above the 2.75 million. They're now targeting 4 million to be able to uh, take that creek and daylight it and improve it all the way down into Oak Bay, such that Oak Bay, through that network, get access to the entire regional trail system. Fantastic. Well, listen, uh, Mayor Fred, uh, hold that thought. I'd I'd like to talk more about it, but we need to take a break. Uh, When we come back, we'll be chatting more about uh, Saanich Parks, the Bowker Creek, with uh, Mayor Fred Haynes. Back in a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're having a conversation with the mayor of Saanich, Fred Haynes. We've had uh, great conversations about uh, housing affordability, about the university, uh, student housing. Uh, we're having a conversation now about parks again. Thank you very much for coming. Pleasure. Mayor Fred. Pleasure, uh, Tony. Before the commercial, uh, we, uh, before the break, we were talking about um, the Kings Road property Correct. in Bowker Creek. Yes. Um, wow. So this is this is an example of Saanich working alongside with a neighboring municipality. Working with the neighboring municipality, but also Saanich working with its residents mm-hmm. because the, sa- the residents have accepted the challenge to help raise half the cost of purchasing the land, $2.75 million. And not just an expectation that the municipality would take Correct. care of things. Correct. The municipality was pretty clear that we can't do this unless the community step up and they're stepping up. Uh, once we own the land, which should be... Uh, towards the uh, around August, September time, we anticipate. Could Again, be this before. was BC Hydro Land, right? BC Hydro Land. We yeah. have an offer in. People, pub, the public know it was $6 million. Yeah. Um, This is public knowledge. And our staff negotiated that $5.5 million, so our staff have done a brilliant job there. Yeah. But then the community have one year to raise the balance. Yeah. Now, if they're successful in going to the $4 million that I've talked about, that would open up a regional trial right down to Oak Bay. Yeah. And 20 years ago, Oak Bay and Victoria helped us preserve the land then, so that's wonderful. But something else has come up. We're talking to people at the Jubilee Hospital. And as we know, the Jubilee is a regional hospital. Uh, We've just lost uh, 
a mayor yes. to, to an illness. Of um, course. And Mills Jensen. Yeah. In the Jubilee Hospital, people are there. Some of them are on palliative care. Mm -hmm. um, hospice is right there as the well. The hospice is right there. Mm -hmm. But to have that park facility so they can come out and walk through nature, enjoy those moments, and feel connected with the beauty of, of life and nature yeah. is something that we see as an added benefit of the BC Hydrolands and the Balka Creek Initiative. The Balka Creek is like a, an emerald necklace <laughs> okay. that runs from Oak Bay right up to its uh, feed. Yeah. Um, and we see that as a sub-regional park, but we see also the Jubilee Hospital makes it a regional asset. Yeah. So there's huge um, uh, opportunity here for us. Yeah, I, my, actually, my history, I went to St. Patrick's Elementary School. Yeah. And in oh, fact, yeah, they're it, right there. And yeah. Rebecca and yeah. Rebecca's and my son are in the same class together. Oh, wow. And um, Rebecca Sterrett. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, I, I I grew up at the Boker Creek. Right. Right? So it would just it would be amazing to see uh, more things uh, more things happen there. Now, what I hear on that, I'll just mention this. Yeah. Uh, I hear that, I mean, many years ago it was, oh, let's put them on, in the pipes and run them under the water. Yeah. Right, sorry, run the water underground. Now there's a huge effort to daylight those streams. Yeah. And what I hear indirectly uh, is that the uh, the engineer involved in putting them in pipes, he would say today that was probably one of the uh, most unfortunate decisions that he made and that people made back then because we didn't realize the value of preserving our nat natural spaces, the ecosystem. Yeah. The ecosystem. Yeah. And now, of course, climate change emergency, this new council helped declare the climate change emergency at... Uh, CRD mm -hmm. and now at Saanich and we are stepping up to try to bring our uh, climate change targets of greenhouse gases to 2030 instead of 2050. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And one on. of the ways we do that is through um, uh, better approaches to living and residence. We want more compact communities. We want active transportation. Judy Brownoff, Councillor Brownoff's doing a great job with the Active Transportation Committee to find better ways of reducing people's commute times. And Tony, Tony, as you know, uh, every family has only a certain amount of budget. And yeah. if you're commuting over an hour, it's typically 19% of your family budget is tied up in commute. Yeah. If you're living out in Sioux. It's not just time. It's the, it's it's the cost of your vehicle and your upkeep and all of this. That's right. It's time sure. away from family, but it's also money out of your pocket. Yeah. Whereas if we can use active transportation and use approaches to density in Saanich, we can save people money. And what the numbers are that we hear is it goes from 19% of your annual uh, after tax income to nine percent. That Imagine is a significant savings. It's like getting a ten percent raise. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Good job, yeah. Mayor Fred. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. Uh, other things too. I mean, uh, uh, active transportation, recreation, of course. Recreation is good. Yeah. Now that's interesting. What we did here in the election for many families that they love the recreation in Saanich. It's one of the highest satisfaction in our citizen survey. They love it, but they want more. And one of the things that we see where there is a deficit um, that's been raised is the idea of ice surface time. So Spectrum School has stepped up yeah. and said they're going to try to bring a, 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 an ice surface to their school. They have the land. They they're working the back, on, probably, right? on the back, yeah. along with a, a new sports field. So it's a turf and ice field. Maybe in the summer the ice arena is used for lacrosse. Amazing. But, yep, and it's a, a school with a history of hockey. Um, I've been up to uh, visit uh, some locations with, with um, uh, active players. Uh, the school itself is very active, but BC minor hockey. Mm -hmm. And what we hear from those families who are getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning to take their children to ice hockey yeah. at the Perks Arena, we have two surfaces. <laughs> the original plan was three, by the way, but we only built two. Okay. Uh, the original plan was three. And one of the two there, the gold rink, is a 
approaching 50 years of age and it was only at a 35-year lifetime. So it, it needs a refurbish, refurbishing of its ice. Uh, we have a $4.5 million application into the federal government for help on that. We hope that lands well. But when the ice surface is down, we'll be down to two, which just adds the imperative to get that ice surface. Yeah. Because once again, if you've got the ice surface in Saanich, you don't have to travel. Your parents can have more time with family. It saves costs. Mm -hmm. So it's a delightful, another opportunity, similar in a way to working with the community at the Kings Road uh, BC Hydrolands. Now we would work, uh, pending it going forward, is with the school district. And uh, Councillor Plant moved the motion. It was unanimous at uh, council. Letter of support to the school to approach all the funding groups for an ice surface at Spectrum. It would be fantastic. Amazing. And then one of the things we are trying to address, Tony, is how to reduce the pressure on residential home taxes. Okay. Okay, we, we need to work on that. Um, it's impossible to keep in climbing at this rate. Yeah. And we have a very uh, concerned council on this topic. And we did quite a good job on this budget um, um, to control our tax lift. But the other piece of this, only 78%, 77% of our taxes come from homes. Mm -hmm. 22%. 23% is commercial. Okay. So we need to expand. We need to expand our commercial tax base no, to take so, the pressure off residents. It's important to to, uh, um, to qualify here, though. You're not you're not suggesting raising no, commercial taxes. No, no, no. If we adding, can, right? yes, let's decrease them if we can. Yeah. The way we the way we decrease uh, tax pressures on existing homes and businesses is expand them. Yeah. The way we decrease um, pressures on residential taxes is to grow our commercial tax base. And the ratio is for every dollar that is paid in tax by a residence, a business pays 4.7. Yeah. 4.7 dollars. 4.7 times. 4.7 times. So even at that, there's only 23% of our tax base is commercial. So one of the things we're looking at, for example, is new hotels, maybe two or three hotels. Uh, we, as you know, we're going to be open to the cannabis business. Yes. Uh, they say that um, in, a, in a population area of 110,000, you could probably have 10 cannabis stores. It's every 10,000 is a cannabis store. But the other thing we're looking at is a casino, Tony. Oh. A casino with a hotel, okay. with restaurants, with some entertainment. Um, it does look like Victoria won't be proceeding. Okay. Uh, as we know, View Royal has a casino. It's been very successful. It's well managed. There's been no problems in terms of the big issues that we hear about in money laundering or nefarious behavior. But to the point where View Royal has expanded? They've expanded, yeah. yes. And so um, if we could bring in a casino, depending where it would land, what we the model in Kelowna is one that we look could be compared to. That casino brings in $2.4 million every year into the municipal coffers. Yeah. And that's a resort. I mean, it's, that's a resort. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you know, um, not everybody is um, agreeable to to casino lifestyle, but uh, many people are. Mm -hmm. So we have to work with um, the consensus of Sanit on this. Sure. Um, if we could get a casino, that would certainly be a big help. But a casino with a hotel. Yeah. Well, and again, the point of the this conversation here is uh, the commercial tax base. Correct. Yeah, and increasing the, that. Expand, expand the commercial yeah, tax thank base. thank you. That's right. Expanding, That's right. adding more. That's yeah. right. That's right. And give people choices because if, if, San, if Sandwich residents are a third of the population, it's reasonable to assume that a third of the business at the uh, casino in View Royal is Sandwich res resident driven. Yes. So once again, if we can reduce people's travel, et cetera, that's a good thing. Yeah, bring it closer to home. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So many exciting things uh, happening here. My goodness. Um, you, I mean, your 
your website is still up uh, uh, for elections, so it actually outlines your exactly Correct. what your objectives yes. were. And it seems to me that you, I mean you've been hard at work here for the past few months. Yeah, the first six months of any new term for this council is critical, and it's actually a delight to see how much initiative and vigor this entire new council is bringing forward. Mm-hmm. And um, they were elected on certain mandates, and they're delivering on all of those yeah. uh, early in the term. Um, climate change, climate emergency, housing crisis. One of the things we're looking at um, on housing is the occupancy limit. And we saw the circumstance where seven female students were asked to leave their current residence. Um, They had seven bedrooms because our current bylaw allows only four. But in 92 and 93, 1992 and 93, it used to be six and before. But in that period, the then council changed it from four to six. So now we're ready to have a conversation with the community at large to say what would be an occupancy level that's reasonable and how is that best maintained. We have a housing crisis. Um, We know that there's a lot of stress on people living if there's more than four in a house. And it's not just students, it's people who are working. Um, It's unrelated people. It's families of convenience, if you like, or families of necessity coming together. When I was in Toronto, I was one of three couples living in a house. Mm -hmm. The house only had four. But we lived there as graduate students. There were six of us there. Yeah. So it can be done in a very uh, neighborhood-appropriate way. And you, Vic, has a very good code of conduct for behavior. So things like noise, uh, parking, unsightly premise, these are all important things. And we're hearing a lot of uh, interesting feedback from the Gordon Head Community Association and others on how we can perhaps better manage this piece of the housing stock. The other piece is detached garden suites. Oh, of course. Garden flats or granny yeah. flats. Now, Victoria, of course, has had them for a little bit. Correct. Um, but Correct. it's amazing. Uh, I can't remember what the numbers are. We had this conversation. They've had quite a few. Actually, they've had very few. Oh, okay. And they've just retooled it so that um, it's now dealt with at the staff level. Yeah. Now, let's imagine in Sandwich we have 30,000 homes which have gardens. Let's imagine if 10% of those went forward at the homeowner's expense, not taxpayer's expense, and put in a detached suite. That would be 3,000 extra housing units. That would be a remarkable piece to do. How do we get there? What's the report looking like? That still has to come. I understand it may come to council in June. Amazing. Yeah. So many things. So yeah, and we so unfortunately we're coming to an end here of our show. Well, Tony, it's we, been great. We didn't even have a chance to talk about amalgamation. No. Well, I, <laughs> the reason I I, I I I just spent two hours on the with the uh, Sanich um, Mayor's uh, Standing Committee, which yeah. is Councillor Brownoff. She's the Vice Chair. There's uh, Councillor Mercero and Councillor Plant, and we're working on our terms of reference. We just completed the terms one to nine. Yeah. We're going to do another refresh on the document and get it to Council. That Council uh, has the opportunity, along with public input, to refine it. Then we take that package as the terms of reference to Victoria, and we start to sort of see where we're both landing. Fantastic. All right. Well, what a, what a way to end the show. Again, it's been amazing. Thank you very much, uh, Mayor Fred Haynes, for coming and having a conversation with us. I hope to have you back. I mean, well, there's so many do. things. Please do. Sanich, best place to live, and uh, let's keep let's keep the conversations yeah, going. San- for anyone who's not in Victoria, it's sanich.ca, I think is the website. Yes. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for listening to our show this week. Uh, to all of our listeners, I'll be here for you this time next week.